Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now, from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by our great friends at Sunbury Motors. Fourth Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Kia, Routes 11 and 15, Almost Worth Online. SunburyMotors.com. You know, you want great inventory? They've got it. Ford, Kia, Hyundai, the best. Great pre-owned inventory. And we talk about great new inventory with great warranties. Well, let's now get to the next part of it. The next part of it is... Maybe the budget's screaming pre-owned inventory. Okay, that's fine. Uh, totally get that. So, But I want to have the Sunbury Motors guarantee. And because I want to have the Sunbury Motors guarantee, that means that they've gone over every inch of the vehicle. It eases the buying experience. And... Then there's the service department. Service department is top-notch, routine, difficult. They handle it all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. All right. So let's get back to this. Now, anybody can fall off the wagon. I got that. And you can get yourself caught in a bad spot. I got that. But I see stuff like this, and I just sit back and say, you've got to be kidding me. And this is why you do have to be very careful with what you do. This is an example, because you can get caught up in this. And if you get caught up in it, then it becomes a big problem. And this guy ran into a gigantic problem. Not a small problem, a gigantic problem. Um, And... (laughs) Let's explain how deep... His name is Amit Patel. Hey, Todd, you want to bring the suit into the office? <laughs> I, I, again, haven't seen him. I, this is a segment he should listen to. <laughs> Federal authorities allege that Patel, 31, manipulated the JAG's virtual credit card program. Okay? And used the proceeds to fund a luxury lifestyle between 2019 and 2023 
Finally, in February of this year, the Jags did terminate him. During that time, Patel was also playing daily fantasy sports under the username Parlay Picker on FanDuel and DraftKings. Roto Grinders, a popular, I've never heard of this. Roto Grinders, a popular daily fantasy sports and betting site that tracks individual player results. Never heard, have you ever heard of Roto Grinders? I haven't. Um, shows that Parlay Picker put nearly $500,000 into fantasy tournaments on the NFL, Major League Baseball, PGA Tour, and UFC since 2017. He often entered dozens of lineups into fantasy tournaments with large prize pools according to the online records. Now, have you ever played fantasy sports time? Uh, I've played fantasy football probably since the early 90s. But this is like you're talking about with buddies, right? Well, yeah, with buddies and well, I I'm well, I I I'm in a long-term one that like from the the daily item for like 25 years, but yeah, it's really? just friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, but just buddies. Right. As opposed to yeah. <laughs> yeah. As opposed to this. All right, so listen to this. The players familiar with the Parlay Picker account believe his biggest losses came from the high-stakes three-man contests they say he regularly entered. The contests were against elite competition and had buy-ins. Now, this is just a buy-in of $24,000. Roto Grinders does not track such contests, and the results in buy-in figures would not be included in the online records. Patel's attorney, Alex King, stunningly did not respond to multiple requests for comment. He did say in a statement last week that his client suffers from a gambling addiction that fueled the alleged scheme. Says that Mr. Patel did not use the Jaguars VCC to fund his uh, lifestyle. But in a horribly misguided effort to pay back previous gambling losses that utilized the Jaguars VCC program. I suppose there's a difference there. <laughs> I was going to say that sounded like the same thing. Yeah, it's sounds pretty close to me. <laughs> um, but we'll leave that to the side for the moment. We'll just take what his attorney said at face value. King said in the statement that approximately 99% of the funds misappropriated from the VAG's virtual credit card account were gambling losses, almost all of which occurred on FanDuel and DraftKings. King told The Athletic that Patel bet on football and daily fantasy sports. Details of Patel's betting outside of his daily fantasy play are unknown. Now, it should be pointed out that, like, you're in these fantasy games, and you're working for a franchise. Now, I'm not saying you know anything about football, but you're working in the franchise, which probably makes you think you have inside info on what's going on, right? Like It makes you think that. doesn't mean you have any. And Drew Crawford 
an avid DFS player, noticed the emergence of Parlay Picker in recent years. Parlay Picker's first play recorded on Roto Grinders was in 2017. And the record show is total stakes risked on fantasy tournaments peaked in 21 and 22. Crawford told ESPN, quote, he came out of nowhere. <laughs> Usually in our circle of DA, DFS guys, we kind of know the identities of the guys who are playing at extreme volume. They've been around a while. But this guy, I remember having side conversations with some of my friends who were like, who is this guy and what is he doing? That's not good, by the way. <laughs> no, not not when it comes to gambling. <laughs> no, that that's not good. Like, what's he doing? It's like, I mean, like I said, like I always tell you, if if you're out there in in an Iowa football game and you're betting the over, you need the uh, 800 number. All right, uh, so uh, eventually, Parlay Picker developed a reputation for loose play and rookie mistakes. Crawford remembered Parlay Picker submitting rosters that included players who were not in the starting lineup. Matt Smith, a well-known fantasy pro. And fantasy pros? What am I missing here? <laughs> You're missing a lot because I, I, fantasy pro is kind of the same thing as poker pro at this point. There's people making a lot of money on this stuff now. Wow. You're way ahead of me on this. <laughs> Okay. Now, I look. Do I know there are professional poker players? And sure, but but professional fantasy players. Have you heard of Matt Barry? He was on ESPN. I mean, he's yeah, basically but, made a career for the last twenty years being a fantasy guy. I've heard of him, but no. If, okay, <laughs> this is not in any way, shape, or form a cut on Matt Barry. So please don't take it that way. I'm sure what he does, he's very good. But every time he comes on, I don't watch him. Because he's not talking about something I'm interested in. That's the reason why. So I know who he is. But other than knowing that he talks about fantasy football, I don't, I've never once paid attention to him. Because, it's again, it's not something I do, so I'm not paying attention to it. That's the reason why. Uh, eventually, Parlay Picker lost money. I know you're shocked. Matt Smith, well-known fantasy pro, said that Parlay Picker would occasionally not even submit a lineup, despite it being a $3,000 buy-in. My friend and I texted back and forth about how rich this guy has to be. As Parlay Picker's play escalated and word of his missteps spread through the DFS community, players made a point of seeking out contests against him, according to multiple daily fantasy sources. One veteran DFS player who communicated with ESPN on the condition of anonymity said that he believed that Parlay Picker is the biggest loser ever on FanDuel. That's why they'd seek him out. Like, he's doing this, I'm doing that. The person added, quote, he was legendarily bad. <laughs> You'd like to be a le- known as a legend in some ways, but being known as legendarily bad is not good. DraftKings and FanDuel declined to comment. Of course they declined to comment. They got to keep all the money. <laughs> what the heck? 
Patel is scheduled now to appear in federal court tomorrow in Jacksonville, where he's expected to plead guilty to charges of wire fraud and illegal monetary transactions. In his statement last week, King said that Patel is deeply remorseful and is in treatment for his gambling addiction. The last tournament parlay picker entered was tracked by Roto Grinders was the DraftKings World Golf Championship July 6th, five months after the Jaguars fired him. The buy-in was $29,000. There were 150 finalists. Todd, where do you think he finished? Mm, 150th. 129th. Ah. Tied for 129th. Well, it sounds like he had a good week then. Sounds like to me, Todd, may have been the best week he had in the whole thing. (laughs) It didn't finish last. Wow. How about that? 20, defrauding the company at 20, alleged to have defrauded them at $22.5 million? Ay, 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 ay. Wow. I think I read that because of staffing issues in their in their accounting department that he was able to approve all of this stuff that he did for three years and that's how he was able to get away with it because he was his own checks he was his own check and balance mm. well that's the um, that's the best way to do it yeah <laughs> when no we're good who says not me I'm in charge <laughs> really <laughs> okay well all right. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Um, that's usually a way to get around it when you're in charge. This is going to happen from time to time. We do, you know, and it becomes a sensational story when it does happen. But I think for the most part, I know there's more gambling than ever. For the most part, yeah, are there people that make mistakes, are there people that lose? Yeah, but for the most part, people are seen to be so far fairly responsible with it. The sensational stories are the ones like this where you sit back and go, mercy me, really? I don't think I know anybody that has. I mean, I know people have lost money gambling, but I don't know anybody I would classify as having a an addiction. Do you? No. No, not a gamble, not not the gambling at least. <laughs> yeah, no, I I don't. Um, I mean, I can see how it happens. I I that's one of the reasons I try and stay away from it because I did I do like to gamble on football and with 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 a family and stuff. Spending a lot of money on stuff like that is probably not smart. Uh, it's never been an issue for me. I've never I'm somebody who has never. I've never gambled, ever. Just haven't. Now, have I bought a lottery ticket? You know, hey, Powerball's worth like $5 billion. I think I'll give it a shot. <laughs> okay. All right? Like that, yes. But this is what I do. I buy a ticket. But that's the extent of it. That's the extent of it, Todd. I don't go... Um, I've never gambled a dime on sports in my life, never gambled a dime on everything. I mean, I know people that have gambled on the presidential election, which you can, you know, used to be able to do that, you know, uh, offshore. 
you could do that. I mean, I've known people have done that, but no, it's um, yeah. You know, this is this is an area of the country in, in central Pennsylvania where you know it's the, the coal regions and stuff. Where you know, if you know to ask the right people, you can you can get the lines on some of the coal region high school games and bet on them. So gambling's kind of gambling's kind of in the in the fabric around here. Really? Yeah. There are people that okay. See, this is where I get this is where I get to be sound like I'm so naive. Um. So people actually will gamble on high school football games. You can you used to be able. I don't know if you still can, but I could say within ten or twelve years ago that some people would uh, from out in the coal region would would come up and say, "Did you hear what? Did you hear what they set the line at it on this on a district title game or something like that?" I mean, it's you can gamble on anything if you know where to find it. I guess is the best way to put it. Okay, so who would set the line on a high school game? It's it's hard telling. It's hard telling. I don't know who would do it. I mean, I just, just, just knew it was told to me. I don't know who sets the line on it, or, or where you would even, where you would go technically go to do it. But I mean, you, I, I've, I mean, I've been doing this for thirty years. I, it's, right. it's been pretty, it's pretty prevalent. Man, am I out of touch? <laughs> I'm seriously. I mean, I'm out of touch. Yeah. Holy mackerel. Um. Under the category of wowzers. Jeez. Um, hmm. That is... I'm kind of taken aback by that. Yeah. Huh. yeah, now let's get it straight. I mean, it's not, you know, it's not open. I mean, it's more... In, it's in the fire companies, which are kind of like social halls around sure. here. I mean, it's... <laughs> I mean. Oh, like, I, like, for example, I'll, I'll give an example. If anybody goes out and they, um, with a group of buddies, want to do, you know, let's just take um, office pool for the NCAA tournament. Well, that's, you know, come on. You know, everybody's putting in $5, $10, whatever. It's like, so what? Um, I got that part. Um, but... I am always like, like the who the heck does lines on a on a on a high school football game? I'd like to know who does the lines. You would think that would be the hardest thing to do with the difference between some football teams sometimes, especially in high school. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because. Like the I've talked I've I've talked to guys in Las Vegas. Uh, one guy's a, a Penn State guy from Altoona that helps set lines. And look, the information they have is at their fingertips to do it is really impressive. Right, that's how they end up doing. It. Take a lot of info, they go through it, and that's how they shape their lines. And let's give them credit. Most of the times, those lines are so intriguing. That when it's over with, wow, they were a seven point favorite, you know, or six and a half, and the game's somewhere between six and seven points in the final. I mean, it's it's stunning, really. And that part, I'm always like, geez, that that's remarkable. So I do marvel at the accuracy of it. Now, a guy that does it 
but he doesn't do it for gambling is Ken Pomeroy, basketball. Ken Pomeroy, on his site, KenPom.com, which I, I will freely tell everybody I use for every game to get ready. I use it every game to get ready uh, because he has all the analytics on there. For example, when I talk about Georgia Tech coming up on Saturday, one of the keys will be Penn State needs to do a good job on the defensive glass. Why? Because Georgia Tech is 26th in the nation in offensive rebounding and offensive rebound percentage. Okay? Well, that's from Ken site. Well, when he'll sit down and he'll go through all these numbers on everybody, Penn State's 99th in offense. Currently, they're 142 in defense. Right? He does all this every game. But then he'll put down the schedule, and he'll put down what he thinks the final score of the game will be on the schedule. Right? Well, what happened was his final score numbers were more accurate than the gamblers, the bookies. The margins were more accurate. And the thought process was is that some of the guys in Vegas started stealing. That the thought process was, I'm not saying they did, the thought process was that they were, that some people thought they were starting to steal his, his numbers. And, yeah. Hey, so some of these guys are really, really good at it, and they research it, and they take care of it. But, wow, it is hmm, something else. And how they're able to do this, I mean, like I said, I had it explained to me. I'm not going to get into who it was, but I had it explained to me. And the explanation was... This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now, from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Okay, so was the suit in there when you were trying to work out the commercial thing? No. <laughs> I'm telling you, like, we need to check local. I'm, I'm telling you, it's a problem. Okay. Just thought, thought I'd throw it out there for you. All right. <laughs> Today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf online, sunburymotors.com. Ford Kia Hyundai, the best in new inventory. Great pre owned inventory with the Sunbury Motors Guarantee. Terrific service department that backs it up, whether it's routine or uh, difficult. They can handle it. And they're always looking, by the way, for new technicians. It's all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia. Roots 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at summarymotors.com. I'm fascinated by what you were talking about when it came to very quietly because somebody has to set an odd on what that means. 
right? On a high school game. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I'm sure, they, I, I'm sure somebody does. And, and, you know, I think it's also a function of how seriously I, I, they once took football in that section sure. of the state as well. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not quite nearly as serious in 2023 as maybe as it was in, in 1972, let's say. But, uh, I mean, it's just, I think it was a matter of finding something to do. And, and all these towns like, you know, Mount Carmel and, and Minersville and, and places like that just mm-hmm. being so into their football. Wow. Now, do you find it still is happening today? I, I can't say that I have heard it in the last couple of years, like in the last probably 10 years, but I mean, okay. it did it did happen. Hmm. Interesting. And it wasn't high stakes or anything. It was just, right? Yeah, I can't imagine it was more any more than 20 bucks or something like that. I, <laughs> I don't think you're getting rich yeah. betting high school football in the middle of the state. Let's approach the corner office and see how, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> see how things are going over there. Huh. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Never really thought of, never thought of that. Never even crossed my mind. That's why I'm sitting there thinking, that's why I was kind of taken aback by it. Okay. Jeez. Again, never thought of it. Hmm. But that's what, you know, it's interesting how draft, I thought, and I was wrong about this as well. I thought that when gambling became legalized in, what are we up to now, what, 37 states plus the District of Columbia? Something like that. I thought that that would be something that would really be a backhand to um, DraftKings and FanDuel that the gambling on the actual games would end up superseding DraftKings and FanDuel wagers. And instead, they're continuing to do well. And that's what I find to be interesting, because I thought that they would be dramatically hurt by all of this, and it seems like they are still thriving. They invented Daily Fantasy. Whoever came up with that for one of those, whatever company came up with that, probably deserves way more money than he's even making. Hmm. Now, the qu- the question I have for you, I broached this a little bit uh, with you before, and that is uh, you want, you do it like phenomenal amounts, uh, and you've done it for a long time. Do you watch more games or are you reading up or checking up on more games on your phone or whatever because you are involved in a daily fantasy well, I, I, I've honestly never really played daily fantasy I, I, oh really okay No, I, I, when I play fantasy I play the regular you know pick a team at the beginning of the year and that, that's your team for the whole year do you watch other games though because of it mm, I, I, I like it's a keeper league, so I have Patrick Mahomes. I find myself watching more Chiefs games than I normally would, I think. But I also think that I enjoy watching him play, so I don't know if it's either or. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Wes Durham, by the way, just got back to me. Who's the voice of the Falcons, the ACC? He can do Monday show. Uh, what openings do we have Monday? Uh, I mean, John calls in at one thirty. Other than that, I, I don't o'clock? know much of anything. 
Yeah. That's what I do. How about 205 Monday? <laughs> no, no. I, I, Wes is, I go way back with Wes. Uh, the first time Wes and I crossed paths, he was the voice of Marshall. Then the next time I crossed paths with him, he was the voice of Vanderbilt. Then the next time I crossed paths with him, which was several times, was as the voice of Georgia Tech. Then the last time I actually physically saw Wes was actually last November, because uh, he did the Penn State Clemson game because he's the voice of the ACC on ACC Net, and he also does. The, oh, and we had and we had Wes on the show when the Falcons made the Super Bowl because he's the Falcons play-by-play voice. And Wes is supposed to be going to the Big Ten announcers golf outing every year. He's the one outside guy that we invite. Okay, uh, and he says, Steve. He says he kills me every spring. I don't make that event, and I said, and I said to him, I said, yeah. Here's the problem, buddy. I said I hate when work gets in the way of us having a good time, because <laughs> he could play. Durham could play. Durham's a good player. So, now you're, and I would tell you right now, voice. Oh, oh, Durham's Durham has in this business they refer to him as pipes. Durham has pipes. I, it's one of those people. One of those things that sometimes when when you guys have people on that are announcers, I don't know the names, but as soon as you hear the voice, you know exactly who it is. Yeah, exactly. He'll be one of those guys. As soon as you hear him on Monday, he'll go, "Oh, oh yeah, what's term?" Yeah. So, I mean, his now I I never talk about this with him. Uh, not that it's an off limits in any way, shape, or form. But his father, the late Woody Durham was the legendary voice for 40-plus years of North Carolina football and basketball. All those Final Fours, Dean Smith, everything, that was Woody Durham. Yeah. Now, I know Wes exponentially better than I ever knew Woody, but I did cross paths with Woody Durham. I mean, Penn State played North Carolina in the NCAA tournament, got to meet him there, got to meet him back in 91 because Penn State was in the same bracket of the NCAA tournament up in the Carrier Dome. Uh, and then Penn State played a regular season game against North Carolina. So, you know, yes, I met his dad, who was an absolute legend. But I'll say this. Wes went out and has carved out his own path in life, and he is, I mean, he is top, top shelf. Top shelf. Um, wait till you're on Monday. You're going to love him. But the ACC has had a lot of, and he's got a bowl game to call next week on ESPN. What do you see? He's got the end. What do you say to me? Uh, I've got basketball and a bowl game later in the week. Yeah. So, yeah. So there you go. Um, but he's, you know, it's going to be great to have him on the show. And we, I just want him to confirm. You know, that way we can say for sure. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'd let the suit set this stuff up, but, you know, I can't wait five months. All right. Um,. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. Uh, no, bad. Spending a life catching strays. I, he, I'm sure he's used to it. Oh, he, that's good. <laughs> that's our guy. That is our guy. <laughs> uh, do they? They must be now deep in the high school basketball season, right? 
Uh, yeah, actually, uh, last year the uh, the state changed the rule. They started the week of the semifinals, so we're actually two weeks into high school basketball season in Pennsylvania. Okay. Now, do you cover more basketball or wrestling? I, I'm I cover more basketball. Okay. I've always been a basketball guy. It's surprising for around here, but I know wrestling. It's it's not my favorite sport. Well, you're allowed to like what you like. This is true. Right? You're allowed. So how could you not like how could you like that more? Oh, I don't know. Why do you like white chocolate and why do you like dark chocolate? I don't know. <laughs> Everybody has their own taste as to what they like. I like cherry pie. I like blueberry. Okay, well fine. <laughs> I always laugh when, when people get judgmental about what somebody likes. Like, uh, no, it's okay. You can, you in life, you can, you can sit there and do your own deal. Yeah. Um, this area is kind of like things. District Eleven. Have now. your own tastes. Now, the part in the holiday, I guess, in the holiday party that took place on Sunday, and I couldn't go because I had the quarterback club banquet. I had to MC it. Like the part where the suit gets up on the table with the lampshade and dances, that doesn't qualify to me under the like you should do your own thing. You shouldn't have the ability to clear the room. Yeah, well, you know, just, it, it. You have to try sometimes, though. Yeah, but he does it every year. <laughs> At some point, the effort has to stop. Uh, right? And he's and he's not nimble. All right. <laughs> <laughs> He's not nimble. Neither am I, so I can't make fun of him for that. Um, no, I would. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, he walks into the booth every week with Doug and says, "Who are we playing?" That's not a good start, Todd. We'll come back with more in a moment here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. All right, great to have you with us on the show today. Brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, Routes 11 and 15, Hummels Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Doug Birdsong texted me, he says, The Suit in the Lampshade, that should be the title of a new movie. Well, they've already made that movie, Doug. It's called Dumb and Dumber. All right, so... uh, Oh, oh, Hummel, stop laughing. I had to turn off my mic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now now a... poor Doug's texting in and he's catching strays. Oh, no, Doug texts me all the time. <laughs> right? No, 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 no. It's, this is what the third time he's texting me in the show. <laughs> so, no. Um, so let me get from you. What is an early read on the high school basketball season? Have you seen anything that's really piqued your interest so far? Well, I, I you know, Warrior Run, uh, a little north of us here, uh, they they were, I think they won their first game two years ago and then lost the next twenty one, and they just missed the playoffs last year. And they've started the season five and zero. They have a sophomore kid who's uh, about six six, who uh, had thirty three points earlier this week. Uh, okay. Warrior Run's expected to be pretty good. Uh, Seelands Grove, uh, you know they have a they have a guard back Reese Nagel who was their leading scorer last year, and they started out the season three and zero before losing last night to uh, uh, Wilkesbury area. 
Uh, and Shemokin should be pretty good. They have uh, four starters back and still have no seniors on their roster. And, uh, you know, they play they play uh, a, a statewide schedule to try and get ready for uh, the district playoffs. So the Indians should be pretty good this year, too. Interesting. Okay. All right. All right. So there you go. Uh, I guess I should probably tell the suit we need some people on for tomorrow's show. Then we're going to do the big bowl picks. Get a whole hour set aside to do bowl picks. And I'm trying to convince the suit to join, okay, for Friday. All right, Friday. I'm already prepping. All right, we're going to do every bowl game. But the premise is going to be twofold. You have to pick the winner. Obvious. (laughs) And there's no point spreads. We just pick the winner. And will you watch? Do you want to watch? You know, now in my case, sometimes I can't watch. Like, for example, Saturday, what there are seven games. Uh, I'm going to be over between doing my game and then driving. I'm going to miss everything. You know, which that's fine. That's, That's my job. Uh, so there'll be some cases where I might not be able to watch. Okay, uh, but we're going to do it that way, right? We're going to who's going to win? Who's going to win? And will you watch? That'll be Friday. All right. Then Monday we'll have John Griffin on, and we'll have West Durham on, and then Neil Coolong on Tuesday. So we got a lot going on, and we'll probably get to maybe some excerpts from uh, uh, press conferences from uh, Peach Bowl press conferences is uh, Andy Coltonicki is going to meet with the Penn State media for the first time. So we're going to hear a little bit from that, too. I think people would be fascinated to hear what Andy has to say. First time through. It'll be a good chance for everybody to hear. Audrey Snyder did a real good story on him yesterday, talking to some of his ex-players at the various places he's been. Yeah, no, a very nice story. Excellent. Um... And like I said, I've talked to him a couple times, and people are really, you know, like on a personal basis, people are going to really like him. And beautiful family. You know, love talking to his family as well. Really nice. But he's been around observing. He's not involved in the game. You know, in other words, he's not going to be calling plays in the Peach Bowl. That's going to be up to Ty and Jay Wan to do that. But he has been taking a lot of notes and walking all over that practice field taking notes. And that's what he has been doing, uh, which is hey, great. Uh, I have high hopes for him. And then, like everybody else, I'm going to be you know anxious to find out what direction James wants to go in with the defensive coordinator. Now, he's going to be asked about that this week by people. Now, between now and then, he may have somebody. I don't know. Uh, but, yeah. And remember, letter of intent day is a week from today. Letter of Intent Day is a week from today. That quote, early signing period, let's face it, it's not really the early signing period anymore. It is the signing day. I mean, it is the signing day. So that's coming up a week from today. Todd, a lot of fun. Thanks. Appreciate it. Thank you. Had a lot of fun, too. I'll be back Friday. Sounds great. Get your picks ready. Gear up. Or as Larry the Cable Guy would say, get her done.